Watch it, boys racing. Here we go, and go hot. And go hot. hot. Very good. The Paddler's Pod with Sam and Mecca. The Gorge, the Paddler's Park. Yes, yes, we are live for the very first time. The Paddler's Park, well, actually, I guess we're live every time. Yeah, you're right, we are live, but we're, we're together for the first time in a long time. We're together, and we're on the other side of the world for the first time in a long time. The Paddler's Pod is coming to you from the Gorge Downwind Championships. I think that you will be able to hear the bustle of the Stevenson campground yes. in the background. Very excited paddlers. Maybe some wind ruining the audio quality of this entire that's podcast. That's all right, we're happy with that. Hey, we're out in the elements, and that's what it's all about. Mackenzie Heinard, how are you? How good is it to be back Mate, here? This is, an, this is an amazing feeling to be back here. We're actually sitting under the beer tent. It's, um, it's no beers. No beers yet. It is 12.30, though, so it's well into <laughs> drinking hour. They've just told us that it's getting put back till 3.30 till the drinking hour. I've actually got some beer tickets left over from 2019. It wow. looks like I'll be able to use them. So I'd be rude not to, but it's it's really great to be back here. Um, it was weird flying, 14-hour flight and then some, t- some, some turnover, but I had a pretty smooth transition. We were kind enough to... Um, you know, tail end and be picked up by our good mate Austin Kiefer, drove us down, organised us on one of the best paddlebacks, just just to turn up and absolutely do nothing. But for me, it didn't was tell us much about the race, no, by the way, did he? Yeah, no, he didn't give too he, much he, away. He said, "Oh, I can't give too much away," and and said, you know, and then revealed what he thought were his darkest secrets. But he essentially <laughs> was like, "Hey, you want to catch runs and go fast?" Yeah, like, yes, yeah, sweet, got Hidden it. Hidden under <laughs> there, just spoke a lot of words, didn't tell us that much at all. But uh, yeah, my, mine was smooth sailing. Yours, not so much smooth sailing to get here for your first overseas trip in a while. We should just get it out of the way. Yeah, the just, start, just tell we? the audience really what, 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 what transpired. I missed my flight. <laughs> I was due to fly to Hawaii to spend a few days paddling with the epic team there led by Davey Brand. And I turned up to the airport. I had my passport. I had my ticket. Everything was packed. And then they asked me for my Esther check. And I have no idea what that was. Sam's and I first just, time to America. My first time to the US. I didn't know that I needed a security check. I froze. And I was already late to the airport anyway. And they said, no, no, don't worry. You should get it back in time. And I went, oh, okay. And I applied for it online and said, all right, how long does it normally take? And they said, oh, a couple of hours. And I was like, I've got like one hour. <laughs> yeah, I got less than an hour. And I didn't get it. And I knew it was going to happen. I did get it, actually. I did get it. 15 minutes after checking closed and they wouldn't let me through to get on my flight. So that cost me my first time in Hawaii. That cost me my first time paddling over in Hawaii as well. Um, but who cares? I, I got to have two great days paddling in Sydney in like 10 degree weather <laughs> with 20 knot offshore winds. Um, so yeah, look, I've Polar served my offices. penance. I'm here for luck to be on my side now. In fact, there was a silver lining to that as well is that when I did eventually get on my flight to go to Hawaii a couple of days later, I was seated next to a, a fellow paddler who did look at my epic t-shirt and, and pointed out the fact that I was a paddler and we got to chatting and then he said, oh, are you Sam? <laughs> and that is why we are giving a big shout out to Murray from the central coast of Australia, who is a dedicated listener of the Paddler's Pod. 
Mate, thank you so much for your support. It actually kind of it felt funny. I, I almost felt like a minor celebrity. A little, little, a little celebrity, little celebrity status. People actually listen to this thing. Even when we got <laughs> here, a few people came up to me and said they love the podcast. So it's great to be back out in the in the wild, Mac, in the real world. In the real world, it is. It's a surreal feeling in itself, and. Look, there's so many paddlers surrounding us. It's actually check-in. Uh, we're an hour into the opening of check-in up here in Stevenson. So, you know, hustle and bustle. Hopefully you can hear some of that, like Sam said, in the background. The music was just kindly turned down so we could record this. So, Rockstar treatment from us and Sam. <laughs> yeah. I think the, wind, the wind's also just kicked just up as well. Killed us. For anyone who is trying to set the scene, it is going in the opposite direction to what we yeah. want it to be. <laughs> but the outlook for the race is really good. Mac, you mentioned that we had a paddle yesterday afternoon and that was really enjoyable as well we got some really good runs um austin kiefer flying just yeah we will get to we will get to chatting about our predictions so the plan of attack for this episode of the paddlers pod is that we are going to run through a preview what we think is going to happen in both the men's and women's races which are both going to be red hot and then we're going to be joined by one of the main contenders for the title this year and that is anna swedish local girl the local hope here in the uh, northwest of America and we'll have a bit of a listen to what she has to say about things and maybe try and get some insights yeah, off her. <laughs> she wasn't far behind us when we paddled Poor yesterday, so I think she has a few good uh, tips to share, but let's just get straight stuck in well, it, yeah, eh? let's just, I want to just talk all things racing. I'm excited about that. The Paddler's Pod. Power plays. And it's powerful, Oscar. Is Oscar coming? There's <laughs> Oscar, no Oscar. No, actually, I spoke to him. He said no. This would be his first gorge I think he's missed, unfortunately. Oh, that's a shame. He's such a big supporter of the event. Live episode, we could have got him to just sit here yeah, and, say, and been say all the parts that he needs to <laughs> that say That would have been perfect. It would have been so authentic. So, our power plays on this episode are, of course, brought to you by Mocha Paddling. It's so great to have the ongoing support of Mocha and have them back as sponsors of the Paddlers Pod. And they are bringing you these race previews. Maka, let's start with the men because for the very first time in the history of the Gorge, all four former winners are here to contest the race. It's really exciting. Yeah, you say that, you sort of don't realise this is the first open competition we've seen in, you know, nearly three years since probably the 20 beaches back in... 2020 so midway through 2022 here we are and um, we are missing you know some names you know top of the pile Corey hill but like you said four past winners all incredible paddles in their own right and i think um have all been doing the work and it's going to be really interesting a bit of a tall tale to see who comes out on top jasper mocker the very first winner of the gorge that was followed by sean rice kenny rice winning three, three. in a row before austin Kiefer won last year when it was a u.s only race but Look, it's hard to know where to start. Let's start with that man, Austin yeah. Kiefer, the defending champion. For me, Macca, he's the man to beat this week. I would say too, like local favourite, crowd favourite, and probably the top pick among the paddlers as well. I know he's been doing a lot of work for this event. This is probably his only Well, it is. It's his only international race, race this year. So his whole year has been geared around this. Yeah, and it's like he... I know we, we spoke about this briefly with him yesterday. Um, he does feel like this is his event and he, and he does want to do all he can to support the event um you know putting paddlers up picking us up from the airport going above and beyond i know just uh, like an incredible human and look i really hope that he has one of the races that he really wants to have um i know he speaks lightly about his win last year and sort of saying it wasn't really a win he didn't deem it that 
Um, and he's really looking forward to going up against the top guys and really trying to prove that he has what it takes to win at an international level here. It would be so special if Austin won this race. Yeah. Not only because how adored, how idolised he is by everyone who is here, and there is 750 people here, by the way. I should have <laughs> so mentioned that a little bit earlier. An incredible amount of people. Everyone knows Austin because he's that kind of guy. We've well, done the race presentations before. Well, that's exactly right. Years. But the thing is, is that it would be a massive result for surf ski paddling for an American paddler to take out one of the biggest races in the world. Yeah. He has been on the podium at the doctor before, but to win this race would just be amazing. To take another step back, we didn't really run through everyone who is here. So as I mentioned, we do have our four former champions, Jasper Mocker, Sean Rice, Kenny Rice, Austin Kiefer. We have the reigning world champion, Nick Notton. You and I are both here, Mark. I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, I, don't yeah. know if that actually, really I don't know if that's an impressive thing. Fourth uh, and fifth at the Hell's Gate 38 we're running off. Epic has turned up with a big team as yes. well. Tyron Maas, Spencer Richards is here from Australia. So... There is a real depth to this field, and it's really hard to know the way that it pans out. I know that Nicky Norton is going to be incredibly strong. Mm -hmm. He is the reigning world champion. He's never been here before. For me, Mac, I mean, we'll get to our final predictions in just a moment. I just seeing it being another drag race between Austin and Kenny. Yeah, look, I, Kenny's always one to sort of shy away from the work he's done. He sort of said that he hasn't done that much. Um, I don't know if I believe him or not. He started a new job. It's probably a few things going on, but I really think that he has been doing the work, and time will tell. Like you said, I think Nicky Notton's just a, like you know he's on a roll, a bit of a superior paddler at the at the time. He's been doing races as well, which race fitness you really can't get that anywhere else bar racing. You did mention um, forget one name, which is Andy Burkett. So yeah, he's just of come course. off. Uh, he's it's actually too just, many. I should have written this down. <laughs> too many names. <laughs> too many names. And there's like 740 others I know. as well. Yeah, all the all that we do apologise to all those paddles that we have left off. We wouldn't. We'd be here all day re reading through the entry list. Man, but Andy Burkett's coming in hot from what they're calling the World Games. Yeah, now, marathon champ. He's champions. racing marathon mm -hmm. in Alabama. What about the timing of that? Al marathon in Alabama, getting straight on a plane and coming here to race the gorge as well. So. We know how fit he is at the moment. One X factor that I'm interested to get your thoughts on before we lay down some predictions is Sean Rice. Mm -hmm. One of only two two-time world champions. We just don't really know how Sean... No. We're, like, we're like some of Sean's best friends. I know. We just don't know what he's been doing. I'm not going to ask him for any help on a race. He would be less foretelling than he's what... He's been uh, on holidays in the Greek is. island. For, for a substantial time too. But he didn't say a ski. Yeah, but he, he didn't. He wouldn't post a ski. No, I know. He wouldn't. Post, he was near the water. Sneaky we know that. Devil. He knows how to get skis around the world, Sean Rice. So. He knows how to race too, more than anything, of anyone in this field. Uh, him and Gaspar have done the most amount of international racing. It's mm. a bit like riding a bike. They've also won enough races to know what winning feels like and how to do it, and in moments that matter, and they know when to push hold back that they just know how to race so I, I, I don't, you can't buy that experience and like you said time will tell but I, it is an x-factor which you wouldn't normally think of sean rice as an x-factor he'd just be at the top well that's that's the that's the world that we've been living in you mentioned Jasper mocker there he's just gained selection on the south african team to contest the k2 at the marathon world championships with hank mcgregor again of course i have won that before so you know that yaps is he looks fit He's yeah, got, he, he always he's, looks fit. He's in business mode too. Yeah, and after what he's two ten kilometer on that wave. I know. And we're here with a with a standing wave almost. So. Maka, are we gonna do three or five? No, nah, I'm going five. Okay. Yeah. Five to one. Five to one. 
Did you write this down? I didn't. I didn't prepare. Nah, I didn't, I'm no, just no, going no, off no. the top. You, you, you go. Well, I gotta go. Yeah. Okay. Five two hearts. Yes. I'm, I'm doing three. Yes, it is. Yeah, yes, it's it's just thinking about mine. <laughs> All right. Three to one. Mackenzie Heinard, who is your number three? Sean Rice. Okay. Number two. Nicky Norton. Wow. Number, number one. one. Austin Keeper. Wow. You haven't got the three time. The only guy who's won this race more than once in your top three. I know. Let's hear it. Is that? I don't know. I, I spoke to Kenny and just seemed a little bit, I don't know, maybe a little bit off or maybe not. I don't know. Just, just feeling. Yeah. But I could be wrong. You know what? I hope I am wrong. And I hope Kenny just comes out and wins four. My turn. Number three. Nicky Norton. Okay. Number two. Kenny Rice. Number one. And I also agree. I think Austin Keeper is the man to beat. And look, I, I know he loves this. He loves this podcast. I hope he's not listening. And I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to stress him out. We should have done a trigger to. warning for Austin. No, we're going to have to post it before because yeah. then we can compare how wrong we got it afterwards. Yeah. But, well, how right. But I just think Austin is putting the work. And he, he feels confident. I think that... You know, the last few years, he's been focusing on his career a lot. And I think he has a new perspective on racing. I think he just enjoys it for what it is now. And I think he's going to see the rewards of that. Are we going to see the rewards? Neither of us could either of us two in our top three. Yeah, I hope I prove my myself wrong and I can feature in a top three. To any of my sponsors, listen, <laughs> I I, I'm, I I've tried really right. hard. Like, I am actually going to have a good crack as well. Look, you know, we spoke about the depth of field in the men's the women's field it's not perhaps the deepest field that this race has seen in the past there has been some incredible showings mm -hmm. of talent over the years Maybe but the it probably has the the matchup that i'm most excited about yeah. that we have seen for a long time and that is going to be world champion danielle mckenzie going head to head with the prodigy, the local hope, the nicest lady in the world, and also our guest <laughs> yes. coming up on the panel. We're just going to say, I nice can see it. She's just over there at the moment. At the tent. We are going to pull her in here in a moment. But Anna Swedish, this is going to be this really the, good. Yeah. Austin made mention on our car ride down if if it was a possibility to run on a separate day because he just wanted to watch this race. And, and I, he's not wrong. We no, were all there with him. Yeah. Well, you paddled. I actually watched. Anna didn't. Did Anna come in in front of you in our warm up paddle yesterday? Are we allowed to say that? Yeah, no, she did. Yeah, okay. She did. Like, I did, you know, and I not to be, you know, to show Anna the respect as well that she <laughs> deserves, um, I did pull up. Just wooed up and a bit. And floated and then was having a chat to, to Don Keesling coming as well. Yes. Another listener of the Paddlers Pod, it turns yes. out. Don, thanks yeah. so much for your support. Um, but she wasn't that far behind no. us either. No. Um, so, yeah, I think Anna's, Anna's, you know, she's going from strength to strength. You know, she's been on. She was on the podium when she was fifteen. I know. If you, if you don't know that story, in, in get on the field of Naomi Flood and Neil Hatton. Yeah, if you don't know that story, get on the website as well. She wrote a really good in the boat um, article about it, which I'm going to fire back up again soon. But yeah, I was meant to do one of them too. Yeah, anyway, now that you, yeah, maybe you should. Look, I think that it's going to be a really, really great opportunity, if nothing else, for Anna to see how she compares to the best paddler in the world. Yeah, well, undoubtedly, Mac, undoubtedly yeah. the best paddler in the world. And she's not backing away from it. I think she's relishing she's the She's really excited about it. Yeah. And the thing that I like about it too, Mac, is that Danny's not backing away from it either. No. Nah. She knows that it's going to be a dogfight with yeah. Anna. She's prepared for that. And she's also relishing this opportunity because Danny's last race, she won by about 15 minutes. And that was Hell's Gates. In fact, 
I hate to mention it again, but Denny was closer to you and I than we were to Corey in that race. So I think that this is going to be the challenge that she's looking for. For anyone that listening at home, the gorge is a bit of a dogfight regardless of how pumping the wind is. If anything, when the wind's better, you just get stuck between runs for lack of better, lack of a better phrase. Not so much stuck, but like, you know, Sam paddled yesterday and I'm sure he'll admit he, he you didn't put the hammer down for a kilometre and then put the hammer down and was only seven seconds quicker. So it was unbelievable. It's, it's just I a, was really surprised by that. Yeah, it, it, the current, there is a lot of water moving against us. Um, the wind's obviously with us creating what the waves that we ride on um, and there is quite a substantial amount of water moving outwards, which is sort of not what happens um, normally, which means that, yeah, you can really just get stuck and it's really hard to make up any lost time and it's a race of concentration and you cannot buy experience in something like that over an hour and a half race. I tried to get to my inner zen yesterday. It's a bit like that. I felt like I was thinking about the karate kid and I was like wax on, wax oh, off, so like blade tried... up, blade down. Changing legs on that up each Just bus. trying to find that rhythm, that flow, flow. We should it start is. saying if, that more, the yeah, flow, the flow state. state. Dude, because it's that is very that's what that's what flow ocean state, is. famous thing we are also flowing in the ocean we should actually make we should <laughs> start river. thinking a little more well you know ocean paddling we're in the ocean yeah so <laughs> you know this connects to the ocean somewhere doesn't it yeah, yeah we got to find that flow state here so yeah you can't run down the back of the runs one thing that i i didn't actually say before that i was really surprised about was the fact that you know the wind was okay when we started it wasn't great mm. but it hit a section of the course where all of a sudden the period extended and it was like re- it was really good runs yes to the point where i was like okay i get it now i get what the hype's about this is really good so we're hoping that for those conditions come race day we're not quite sure what day that's going to be yet um i know that anna will certainly be hoping there's a bit of wind to take on danny we yeah. know how strong she is in the flat mac there is so many incredible female paddlers here as well but i don't quite have the knowledge to do a top three without showing you know the local american paddlers the respect that they deserve so here's my question to you and i want you to go first it's the top two <laughs> so beginning with number two danny mckenzie wow okay and i'm actually going to jump in because i've gone the opposite so i want to hear you say why you think anna's going to win this race i think she's put in more than enough time here mm. to to win this she's only been improving there's just some conversations floating around. Austin saying that like all of her, you know, inspirational people she's trying to chase and have all been males and all exceptional paddlers. She's since been Carter over this course. Yeah. The last person to knock off the pedestal is basically Austin before she comes the best. And she'll get him. She'll get him at some point, last year. So yeah. I, I just think the time's been done. She's been improving. She's running off confidence. She She's got a lot of support behind her, um, done the mileage. I don't know. There's an inner part of me that just hopes that an American wins both the male and female for the sport of ocean paddling. Man, that'd be so big. That'd be That's... so big for the sport here. And I re- it would inspire so many people yeah. for them to see, yes, this is possible and this is what you can do by putting in the work. And they have put in the work. There's two of them. Austin, you know, we've spoken at length with him about the stuff that he has done over the years to try and become an elite ocean ski paddler. Anna's the same, and she, you know Austin's taking her under his wing, and we'll have a chat with Anna about that in a moment. But she's put in plenty of time. They did a trip to Hawaii earlier this year mm-hmm. to start of the it season, just, just to try and get into the run. About the and, time that she spent in the boat, um, I know maybe Danny. She probably wouldn't mind me saying she might not have had the most perfect preparation in lead up. I know, like you said, like Austin, like Anna, this is their big race. This is 
the, the thing that they look most forward to in the year is something to prove, something to do in their backyard. You know, she lives in Bellingham, not just up the road. It's a couple of hours, but she comes down here as much as she can. So, look, I, I can't discredit Danny for all of her, you know, accolades and her actually just a sheer athletic ability. So any other race, I'd probably have to say Danny would, would get Anna. But this one, I think this is going to be the closest one, and I'm sort of hoping that Anna comes out on top. The reason I've gone with Danny, I think it is going to be really close. Yeah. Really close. Is that Danny's a dog. Yeah. Man. Danny's <laughs> a dog. Just killer, she, killer instinct. She Grit is a teeth. dog. You yeah. seen that video? Yeah. If, if anyone hasn't seen that, you should Google it. It's very funny. Um, she's not actually a dog. So no, she's not. not. She's, she's amazing. She's, she's a very close friend. Yeah. But she's an animal on the yes. water. She's such a strong competitor. You know, we speak a lot about Danny's battles with Gemma Smith over the years, and that's just one of the examples of the battles and the kind of experiences Danny has had that has made her the paddler she is today. I feel as though that while Anna definitely has the ability to do it, and if she does it, I'm not going to be surprised at all. Yes. I just think that Danny knows what to do in those scenarios if, and how I, hard to hurt herself. I think that's probably... I, I will say something at the end. If it does come down to a close finish at the end, that's where I spoke about Sean and Yaps having that race experience. Mm. And that, that, I bet Kenny's there now, that will to win and knowing how to do it at, when it counts in those moments. And I feel as if maybe DMAC might get the nod at that late you're having stage. A, you're having a bet each way. No, I know. I no, am. You can it? back away from that comment. Okay. You can back away. I'm glad that you agree with my idea. That makes me feel good. <laughs> well, I reckon she's doing the damage in the downwind, so there's no need. There are our predictions anyway. We're going to come back. You know what? We should actually try and do one after the race. I'm actually going to have a bit of a roving mic on, on, on race day with my phone and try and chat to a few people and try and take you, our value listener, to the gorge and get a feeling of what it's like. I don't know how much time we are going to have to do it after the race because you and I are going to be pretty quickly into the beers. Into the beers. I haven't had a beer for <laughs> quite a while now. But, um, but look, we will try and bring you an update on that as well because it's going to be a really action-packed race. The first race in the world since all the international borders have opened up. This is it. This is what we've been waiting for for two years now and we're just about to get it so stay tuned for all of that on the gorge and now let's get into the minds of one of the front runners to take it out call her over Anna Swedish (laughs) it's funny the way things work Macker in fact I didn't actually realise this when we were speaking about the flow state before but Mocha Paddling is back as a sponsor of the Paddlers Pod good to have them at a time they have just released their long awaited their highly researched new life jacket which is called the flow pfd you have just that's, that's incredible that is i spooky. genuinely didn't actually know I, we that's both a, spoke about flow I, state quite heavily so. that's exactly right and that's the kind of state that you get into when you wear the new mocha flow pfd it's been designed by one of the greatest paddlers of all time one of the most knowledgeable paddlers of all time in david mocha and the entire mocha paddling team And it's not only for the everyday paddler, it's also for the elite athlete. I know a lot of the South African team who are racing for Mocha are wearing these life jackets. We saw Nicky Notton representing them at the national championships uh, not too long ago now. So, and they're loving it as well. And for good reason, it's ultra light, it's low volume. It is a superior personal flotation device. I love that phrase for Mocha, which has been made for surf ski paddling. And it's not just for surf ski paddling as well, whether you're in a kayak, whether you're on a sup, 
The Mocha Flow PFD is ideal for all performance-minded paddlers and water sports enthusiasts. Maka, there is one thing that I am wondering about the Flow PFD. Does it? Does it take you? Does it transport you to the Flow state? I reckon we just we just give that here. It does. I would think it would. It'd have to. I don't think that's, they'd be calling it the Flow PFD if it didn't take you speak, to the Flow state. Speak about the man that does many more races than anyone, Darwin. He would he would know a thing or two about Flow state. Hundred percent. Well, we had Yaps on his brother, of course, on yes. the last episode of the Paddlers Pod, speaking about the Flow state he entered at the Doctor, the very first year You're he won. Right. Remember he said yeah, that he did. he's never had a race like it. Is there some kind of connection are we putting all the dots together that this new life jacket has been designed to help return everyone to their flow states superior flow state do you, do you have a flow state do you have a flow state moment i do at the doctor when of all things second. no oh when i came ninth oh i missed, oh, the, start, you missed the start and I, I didn't let anyone pass me and you it was flow, the, you flowed past me. yeah it was the best race and i didn't win and i didn't get top five i didn't get i got a little bit of prize money but it wasn't about that it was flow state Wow, it's awesome. I didn't have one of these life jackets, so maybe if I did, maybe you did. I might have got top five. I don't know if I've ever been in the flow state. Well, I hope it's this time, Sam. Me too. There was a fleeting moment yesterday on the river here where I thought, I'm in that flow state. It was one kilometre. That's what it takes. Maybe if I put on the Mocha Flow PFD, I'll get that for a little bit longer. Head to MochaPaddling.com. The shop, their full range as well, not just the PFD. They've got all the paddling clothes. They've got the accessories that we love. We love the rudder cable the rudder saver the rudder cable saver <laughs> Sam yes, needs a couple of those <laughs> I know I know that was a genius idea from Darv so mockerpaddling.com for everything that you need to get out on the water and get in that flow state mm-hmm, guaranteed well normally this is the moment where we do a long winded big introduction but you know what Anna, we normally put enough raps on you on the podcast anyway. I think <laughs> yeah. all of our listeners are familiar probably with you, sick Anna. of it. We did actually just talk ex- to at length about this race as well. So, Anna Swedish, thank you so much for joining us on the Paddlers Pod. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Now, talk to us about this week, this event. Marco, this is you've been here every year. Every year, since every the year. inception, 2015. This is my first time here. I had my first paddle yesterday on the water. Uh, Got smoked. Yeah, Maka was pretty quick to point out that you were <laughs> back at the green finishing boy before I was, you know, and I can't argue with that. That was the truth. How much does this week mean to you and how good is it to have everyone back here and just having fun out on the water? Yeah, this is my favorite week of the year every year. And so I'm really stoked that everyone's back here to enjoy it together again. It's been, you know, kind of sad the last couple of years not having everyone here. It's definitely changed the feel of it so i'm really stoked to you know get runs in with everyone and just hang out and have fun with everyone again because it's been it's been a while since we've gotten to do this all together how did this all start and you know why the gorge how did it become such a forefront of your paddling because you spend so much time here and just love it and the biggest advocate for this area and the event yeah so i bellingham is only five hours north of here so you know, and this place is always good in the summer. So being a downwind paddler in the Pacific Northwest, this is kind of like our, you know, natural meeting spot. So I came here the first time when I was 13 and I didn't race, but I got to do a run in a double with Carter. And that kind of like, honestly, that shaped my downwind paddling. Lit the fire. Yeah, you know, Carter's always so stoked on the water. Yeah, and so, isn't he? Yeah, getting to- Yahooing the yeah, whole way down. Doing paddle spins and stuff. So getting to sit behind him on a big day, that was like, I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. Um, 
And so, yeah, I came back the next year again just to kind of hang out during the week. I didn't race. Um, and then, yeah, when I was 15, um, that was the first time I raced. And I did all right. And then 2018 um, was my first time on the podium. And, you know, that year I got to spend a couple weeks here before the race and I got a whole bunch of runs in. I felt really comfortable in the river. Austin Kiefer took me out a couple times and, you know, really helped me dial in my surfing here. Um, and so this place is kind of just like my second home in the summer and I get to do a lot of runs here. And so I'm super comfortable always. And, you know, I love being able to share that with everyone. Um, so yeah, like I've just, you know, this is, yeah, like I said, my second home. So, um, it's really fun to get to race everyone internationally here too. So. You mentioned Carter there and just how much of an influence he's had on your paddling. How does it make you feel then now that you're putting him to the sword and that you, <laughs> yeah. on, on all reports, have surpassed him on downwind ability? Oh, man. You know, Carter's still an amazing paddler. <laughs> I, still I, an amazing paddler, yes. but, but I'm better <laughs> now. <laughs> no, I still look up to him a lot. Like, his, his surfing skills are really unmatched, and it's been really fun, you know, over the years to... Uh, like, you know, when I first started, I would only see him at the beginning and end of the run, and I would watch him take off, and I would, you know, try and match what he was doing, and to now be able to, like, go head-to-head -head with him on runs and, um, like, dice with him out here. It's been, uh, it's been a really fun progression, you know, and Carter's a great guy to downwind with, and so he's just, he's always been super stoked for me, and, um, yeah, I always love paddling with him. We, we did forget to mention Carter Johnson is actually the event organiser and has been since 2015. He's probably been here paddling more than anyone and I think everyone would agree on that. So we uh, take a special moment to thank yeah. him for all he's done for the, for the paddling community and the race around here. I know it wasn't easy going through COVID. He actually is one of those people that genuinely light up a room. Um, you could not be sad around him. Another person that does that is Austin. Take a little bit of time just to tell us what sort of influence he's had on your paddling career um, You know, in the last couple of years. I know he was a coach in Bellingham for a little bit as well while you were still a young star and now a superstar. Um, he's probably the last person on the pecking order for you to knock off down here <laughs> as a paddler. Just talk us, just run us through that. Yeah, so I met Austin the first time when I was 12. Uh, so that was eight years ago now, and he was just in Bellingham for a quick visit. Uh, I did a clinic with him, and you know, like, if you hang out with Austin for like five minutes and you immediately fall in love with the sport because he's just Infectious. like, yeah, yeah, he really is just so stoked about paddling and getting people on the water. Um, and then when I was 14, he came back to Bellingham and coached the team for a year. Um, and I got the opportunity to go out with him quite a bit on the bay and um, down here in the gorge too. And um, he was a great coach for Flatwater. And then I learned a lot from him while he was there in the waves too. And then we were able to kind of continue um, like that, like coaching relationship, even after he moved down to California. And he's been kind of a mentor ever since then. And um, yeah, I get to do a couple of trips with him every year i went to hawaii this year i went down to california to train with him for a long weekend and so it's just been really fun you know having him as a mentor and just getting to hang out with him and share the stoke we have for the sport <laughs> yeah there's plenty of stoke there as well in fact one thing we speak to austin about a fair bit is the fact that we perceive austin as a bit of a pioneer in American surf ski paddling. He doesn't, he doesn't like taking the credit for that. He, re he really doesn't enjoy that. But is that something that 
you consider in your own paddling being one of the female paddlers that are leading the charge you know now winning you know world title medals in downwind paddling as well do you feel that kind of sense of something greater as well in all this i don't know it's like it's i'm i'm not doing it because i i like you know want to like have a legacy here it's like i do it because it's fun and i do want to get more women out in the sport because like i am one of the only ones here um and it's working i saw a couple of people come up to you before and have a chat to you about that you know yeah yeah no i did a little talk uh here for the locals a week and a half ago and you know there's probably 30 people there who all came to listen to me talk about <laughs> well, how is that? here and yeah. I guess they liked it um, so but yeah no I think like I want to get more people especially like women into the sport here but I've never really thought about like you know me being a pioneer of the sport here for women but I will say really threw that label around <laughs> we're actually quite big on that on this podcast and just heaping praise on people as much as possible. (laughs) Yeah, and I think sometimes I don't realise the ramifications when we throw stuff around. We sort of... Sam went after one of our paddling organisations the other day. (laughs) The less we say, I can less stick to the gorge, eh? (laughs) Anyway, people do listen, and I think you're finding that as well. Without even realising, you sort of create... You're creating that legacy, you know, you spent... We spoke about you were 13, and how old are you now? I'm 20 now. So 20, not long after, and there's 30 people coming to listen to talk, like for you to tell them how to paddle downwind. What's in store for Arna Swedish? Where are we looking for, what can we expect, you know, after the gorge, you know, moving forward? Yeah, that's a good question. I ask myself that sometimes as well. Um, This year, I'm planning on going to Worlds. uh, I'll be back in school starting in fall. I'll be in my third year at Western Washington University. Um, so school's kind of a little bit of a priority right now. but um, <laughs> I love it. Paddling yeah. first and foremost. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I obviously still want to keep my training up, keep my paddling up as much as I can. So I'm planning on going to Worlds and uh, <laughs> we'll see what other races I can get to this year. But um, at least for this year, I'm definitely going to just you know keep training as much as I can while also... Uh, keeping up my schoolwork and trying to graduate on time. Gee, plenty on your plate. Let's not look too far ahead for now then. This week, the Gorge. Macker and I were just speaking about a bit of a title fight that we're going to see this week, you know, a prize fight between you and Danielle McKenzie. How excited are you by the opportunity to test yourself against the best paddler in the world? Yeah, I am so excited. When I found out she was coming, like, oh, I'm so stoked. Um, yeah, she like really is, I consider her the best paddler in the world. And so um, I'm really excited to have her here on kind of like my home turf, get to show her what we do here um, and hopefully have a bit of a dice with her on race day. And she's just a great person to hang out with and be around too. So I'm really excited that she's here. Well, you know what, it's a bit of a unique matchup and Macra and I were actually referencing this for Danielle before, but obviously it's the same for you as well, that quite often you're here pushing yourself against America's best male paddlers. Now you've actually got the best female paddler in the world to match up against them and have a bit of a race that, you know, you don't often get to have that competition with someone like that. Yeah, no, I'm super excited. Uh, Like you're saying, like, because we've only, I went to Worlds last year and obviously it wasn't the same, but, you know, there were top tier women there too. So, but that's been my only opportunity in the last two and a half years to race um, like other top women around the world. Um, so uh, it'll be 
really fun to actually like have another woman to race and like the men are great i love racing the men um but they i'm sure the men probably here aren't hoping <laughs> <laughs> they're hoping for the day to be on a different race so <laughs> yeah but it is like it is different getting to race women like i think you know we surf a little bit differently paddle a little bit differently so i really enjoy um racing other fast women so i'm super stoked that she's here and we get to get to race together so Sam and I had a bit of a prediction before. I won't tell you what either of us predicted. Oh God! But no, no, God, you're gonna you're gonna finish up there. Don't worry. <laughs> Do you fancy yourself a chance? Like, you know, are, are we talking? You know, what's the confidence level building inside you? Because it has been building throughout each year, and you're getting better, and you you know, picking people off that are far, like. In, in, you're picking people off that are exceptional paddlers so where do you see yourself in this race yeah we'll see i don't want to like you know i'm not counting anyone out yet like (laughs) um i think it's going to be like danielle's an incredible paddler even though she hasn't been here before i still think you know she's a really good surfer a really good paddler i think you know conditions will have a lot to do with it and um like either way it'll be super fun i'm just stoked to get to race her um but I think, it, I think it could definitely be a bit of a battle the whole way. So. Being here in person actually gives you a new perspective of how much people squirm when we put them on the spot with things <laughs> like that. Anna, another one of America's yeah. surfskey paddlers who is so humble and nice that she just simply doesn't want to say <laughs> anything about that. But look, Anna, we all certainly have plenty of belief in you too. And your chances this week are so all the best. But before we let you go, I think it's time to see what kind of speed you have at the moment with our 10 double oh, segment. Yes. Gotta remember those. <laughs> Which this episode is sponsored by Mocker Paddling. So Anna, I know that you do listen to the podcast. We ask the same ten questions to each of our guests and we want to hear you answer it as quickly as possible. Alright. How you feeling? We'll see. I'll keep <laughs> I'm trying to remember. <laughs> Alright, question number one. What paddle length and angle do you use? I use two oh seven and a half centimeters. Um, the half is really important. Um, and I paddle at 60 degrees right. Question number two. What is the fastest kilometer you've ever recorded? Oh, my fastest kilometer. I had to look this up before just to make sure I wasn't making things up. I love it. Um, I did a 315 on the bay, uh, on Bellingham Bay early last year. That's potentially one of the quickest Ks by female paddler yeah. in the world. D-Mac yeah. D-Mac used to say she would always struggle to go under 3.30, so you've knocked 15 seconds off. Yeah, wow. That's unbelievable. Question number three, what's the furthest you've paddled in one session? I think the furthest I've paddled was when we did uh, a Malika run in the gorge this, or not a Malika, sorry, we did uh, the Molokai crossing and it was 45 kilometers. I haven't done anything too crazy long yet because most of my races are only 20k, so... Question number four, it's a little bit double-ended, sort of up to you. What is your go-to pre-race pump-up song or pre-race meal? Oh, the pump-up song changes. So my pre-race meal dinner is uh, pesto pasta with grilled chicken. Breakfast is peanut butter toast, always. (laughs) I love it around that. What about the songs? Oh, it changes. Run run us through some of them. Give us many. I hate to admit it. But it's usually whatever like the trending song is on TikTok. <laughs> oh. Those they're like little oh, earworms. That is, su- that is such a young person. Yeah, yeah. showing her age. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I'm a little embarrassed by it, but it is what it is. I love the, o- I love the honesty. <laughs>
All right, question number five. What's your favourite race in the world? Oh, I have to say the Gorge. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would be disappointed for anything else. <laughs> question number six. What is your ultimate racing war story? Where did it all go wrong? Oh, I don't have too many. Like, I just, I don't have that much experience. Haven't been have in the any, game long enough. Yeah, huh? I don't have any, like, burning boat stories uh, it, like Austin. Shame, yeah. <laughs> or like Sam. Yeah. No, but, I mean, there's been... Canadian champs is usually like I have a major bonk in the middle and just mentally have a tough time. So I'd say those, there's been a couple years where that's like, those are some hard races to get through. Question number seven, and it might be a hard one to answer, but who is the greatest paddler of all time, male and female? <laughs> oh, I don't. It's so hard. I haven't been around that long. Yeah, that's, that's to be expected. Yeah. Everyone I've interacted with, I don't think I could like say a greatest um just because like you know every, all of the top paddlers i've interacted with like you know i all uh, put them all up on a pedestal and everyone's, respect them all. everyone's the greatest okay yeah, we, yeah. we get it you're very kind we get it <laughs> everyone's, a, everyone's a winner over here question number eight now hopefully you can be hopefully you can answer this one who is the worst trainer you've ever come across <laughs> we did actually reword this to soften soften question of eight we're looking at the old one so what about if we word it like this who is the worst trainer but the best racer that you know who can turn it on on race day oh that's i can't think of anyone off yeah yeah i don't i don't want to bash anyone Unfortunately, there. Are, I, I, you know what? You know what, Anna? That is unfortunate. Yeah, I was looking forward to you throwing yes. someone on the bus just so we knew you were a little bit human. We get it. Though. Let's push on. Question number number nine. What do you rate as your greatest paddling achievement? Um, I would say my 2018 Gorge performance is still like you know my proudest achievement because I was 16. I'd never been on the international an international podium before, and so to be able to go out and um, dice with top women on a big day like that I think that was yeah that's probably my proudest achievement to date your flow state you could say yes Mac yeah. and I have been yes. speaking about that a little bit today alright question number 10 Anna finish this sentence I'm a paddler because oh I love it <laughs> and Seems I think that just thing. about sums yeah. it up thank yeah. you so much for your time yeah, best of luck this week thank you for having us at thank the Gorge you. as well yeah, I feel I'm like so we've got you know, yeah, to yeah, thank yeah, the royalty when we come in here so we're looking forward to a really exciting week. Mackie, you and I will be back a little bit after the race. We'll have a breakdown oh, yeah. and talking through everything that went down. So until then, happy paddling. Let's get stuck in, eh? Yeah, let's do it. And, uh, until next time, take care and enjoy. The Paddlers Pod with Sam and Mackie.